tape identification. What do we have here? <coughs> yes, this is RD52. And starting off this tape, we have a uh, stew crossband, I think the eggs there too, with AML, uh, July the 4th, 1998. So, uh, starting off with the uh, branch and stew and a few other people there too, I think, but uh, not to worry. Very hissy on uh, UHF, but uh, sounds official anyhow. Uh, on with the build. RD52. Sounds like it's raining outside. So, uh, I think I talked to you about this once before when I was mobile with some mods to the FM92. Ah, oh, yes, yes, you mentioned that. To make it sound, uh, well, to give it effectively a flat frequent response, I did some tests one night and sat back with the um, an audio stick gen and fed it in the input and uh, within a oscilloscope on the output of the thing and um, the audio stage. Yeah. I actually plotted a graph and it really does have severe um, attenuation both at the bottom and top end with a peak of around 2K. Oh, yes. So, yeah, by bypassing that uh, first section of the U301 mic preamp hybrid module, yeah. you can get it so it's got a flat in, flat out res response, which is sounds which makes it sound much nicer. Oh, that's good. So um, you've got that uh, circuit, the modification on the line there? Uh, yeah. I suppose I could easily work it out. I mean, I'd probably go through and... Uh, I've got the service manuals and circuit diagrams. There's actually a, se a separate circuit that I've got, oh, which right. isn't included in the original manual, which is for the uh, hybrid module. Oh, I see, yes. Yeah, but I can... ...a separate circuit that I've got, oh, which right. isn't included in the original manual, which is for the uh, hybrid module. Oh, I see, yes. Yeah, but I can get you a copy of that if you want. Okay, well, I'll probably be able to do something to the audio anyhow, but um, yeah, that's great. Well, I'll be able to look at the, expect to see something on the email. Yep, it's all there. Okay. okay. Of interest, what um, transmitter do you use on the two-meter band? Um, at the moment, it's uh, an IC22, hmm. and it's uh, going into a 100-watt uh, uh, amplifier. So that's what's emitting uh, at the moment. Oh, okay. No, I uh, picked up one of these FM, uh, no, Philips. 814s at the one of the last ham fest. Ah, yes, yes, they're a very good rig. Which is a 50 watt or whatever it is um, commercial thing. Oh, the eight, they're the rack mounting. Yes. Yes, yes. They're, the, they're, one, the humongous heat sinks on the back. They're very good. I've got a couple of those, and the heat sinks, um, even if you don't use the RF, they've got two 10 amp power supplies, 12 volt power supplies built in. One is designed to run the PA. And one is designed as a battery charger. Ah. For uh, so even if you don't use them as emitters, you've got um, a 20 amp supply. Oh, excellent. So, uh, but they're quite good because uh, I'm thinking of setting one of those up as a uh, as the base station because this amplifier I've got on, on the RC22 is uh, it sucks a bit of power. So it's uh, it's basically a sideband thing, I think. So it's uh, running linear. <laughs> So it takes about 25 amps. It's good. I had a uh, crawl around the, your, your website tonight too. I was very impressed. <laughs> oh, right. That's good. Yeah, did you get any audio? Uh, I've downloaded some. I'll listen to them later. Oh, right, so fine. I, I had them all downloading. That, uh, I was, uh, read with interest your story about the old the old uh, location. Oh, there. right, yes, yes. Now, I'll...
apparently there's they, you can have streaming audio on those websites, but I just haven't quite worked out how to make it streaming yet. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really had time to look into it, but they have introduced a server, so it should be able to be streamed. And I will be able to be putting on some uh, more photos and uh, maybe a QuickTime video or something. Yeah. So there should be some more interesting things to come. Okay. Yeah, one of my uh, one of my close friends. He's actually a um, who's also an amateur. Oh he's yes. A, uh, works at that um, that uh, internet service provider company. Oh right. Um. So uh, yeah, well, if you, if you need, we can uh, we can talk to him. Oh, very good. Hmm. Nice well, look, thanks very much, and I'll uh, look with um, uh, interest to the uh, email. Yeah, it's just a bit the software and stuff. Yeah. Excellent. Good. Thank you. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. And now... We're listening on Two Local. There's, 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 uh, there's, there's Carrier there. Oops. Carrier's off. Feedy's... Uh, Oh. Now I wonder where that's coming from. Just down the road. <laughs> down the road. He's probably put his knitters on and gone to sleep. Oh well. So how are you, Herb? Oh, alright, thanks. Just a moment. Yes. Oh well, we've got two local running and then uh, oops. No, it doesn't really. Yeah, you trying to go off frequency. Oh. I've moved slightly, yeah. You can talk to the wick. Hello. I'm not sure that we've got audio here. Oh, it sounds terrible tonight. Oh, I'm using a different microphone. Oh, yes. Do you want me to put the other one back? Oh, no, just just, just organise yourself and I'll have to, uh, then I'll have to do the tweak to the equalisation I'll board. Put, I'll put it back to the wick for a tick. No, you never do, of course. You don't no. want to have too many missions. No, no, I just want to make smart comments now and again and then clear off. That's right. Yes. You got the idea. Yes, well, it's probably a smart thing to do. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, anyway, big big night of missions. Oh, yes, another good night. Yes, we had the, the oh. big high-rating um, old Beck cross band. Yes, yeah, it was, was good. Nice and early in the day. It, it was quite good at sort of uh, talking about 20 years and the people will listen to these and spew about them. And <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Why do we want to do this? Um, and the uh, analogue computers and... Oh, uh, well. Uh, it's all very good. Then we've had live missions since uh, then. Yeah, that's right. Though. It's a pretty good success rate. It is, yes. I'm just about losing my voice. Yeah, well, we'll let you go and I'll just stand by for the branch. Oh, right. I think He's probably doing nice. adjustments. And morning to the branch and uh, everyone else will say morning. Right. We say morning. Right. This mic's probably not working very well. Oh. It's a 47k mic plugged into a 600 ohm. No, no, it's a 200 ohm input. Yeah, it sounds like it. Probably the other mic would be better. Alright. Oh, let's get the other mic plugged in just to stand by a sec. Okay. Can I, can I drop carrier? Uh, yes, you can on this rig. I've got the fire sievers and the, um, the not so fire sievers. While you're doing that, I'll just go into inside and uh, get back in a sec. We'll just have unattended missions for a minute.
sitting on the bench of the electronics again who just um, spent last week being relocated oh, yeah. so probably in the next couple of days I'll put that thing onto a um, onto a disc get a bin file organised if that's what you want to have I suppose it's not a bad idea having a bin file yeah well I thought I'd like to do some analysis and find out a bit about it right with the programs that um, Nigel and I have got hold of uh -huh. and uh, like I need to get a bigger tin and some more power here as well. I don't know what the um, what the wick was on about before, saying he's just about to go off missions or something. We might get some details on that later on. Oh. Now I wanted to ask you something, Mr. Egg. Yes. A technical question. I forget what they are. Sharp. They are sharp. I can't get the circuit sitting on the floor behind me. But um, where, whereabouts do you tend to patch in with your great knowledge of visions? Well, Stu might even know this. Where would you patch in to get um, baseband video in? Between the detector and the rest of the thing, which is basically a monitor. Yeah, well, I can see where the detector is, and there's a detector and what looks like a, uh, a notch filter or something, which, whatever that's for. There might be a thing to stop the sound stuff, Carrie, getting into the vision. Yeah, but you reckon sort of straight after the detector somewhere. Yeah. Now you might have to match it. It also puts it in at the right DC voltage and all the rest. It depends on what voltage it's all sitting at. Oh, there's, there's so three and a half volts of DC sitting on it. But you might have to take all that into consideration and put the switching in there, a little fires of some sort. And yeah. And uh, all but that, but generally the circuits aren't all that tech. Right. Look at how the given receivers work yep. and work out which is receivers and which is video monitor input right. and break that line there and then make sure whatever other circuitry maintains the same sort of condition as it would normally have when it's connecting it to its receivers. Well, it might be worth doing an experiment. That's to what you'd have to do. Hey? That's what you'd have to do. Yeah. Study the circuit and do some experimentation. Ooh, you sound quite loud now. Yeah, the EQ seems to change. Yeah. I think Dave's trying to get rid of the noise on this, this one, probably. Well, I've gone back to the, this mic, that the old Braypar thing that picks up noise all over the oh. shack too. Now, just um, <coughs> talk for a bit, I'll just uh, equalise you, Mr Brown. Oh, OK. Talking, talking, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, we just uh, got this um, VHS machine, which has only got UHF out, coming out on channel 37 or something. And I suddenly realised that two out of our three visions don't, um, the old ones, don't have UHF, which is a complete nuisance. The, um, the earlier model of the same machine comes out on channel one, would you believe, which is quite good. But suddenly um, decided me to get the circuit out and start looking to see what I could do in terms of um, just organising a baseband in on the thing. But I was spying out the bit of the circuit just after the video detector and thinking, well, this, this might be a good spot to put it in. Oh, he's lifted up the trebs. Just, just keep talking. Maybe I should lift up the trebs at this end. Actually, uh, just over, uh, just uh, up the deaves. You want more deaves? I think so. Uh, I think we tried that last Do time. Do we all leave it as it is? It's just started to go for a splat. 
I can turn it up if you like. Oh, that's no, okay, Pete. I can, um, I'll give you another two and a half dB here. Hang on. Just on the limbs. That's a little, a little, oh, I can hear it splatting yeah, there now. I've got the, uh, well, what I'm doing, I've got the <coughs> output. What I've been listening to you on uh, the last few weeks is the um, uh, discriminator output, basically, of one of the mythers. So oh, it's yeah. totally fire apart from the IF. Right. Now, the little um, Yesu handheld, uh, the 747, has got quite fi audio output. Well, for a commas rig it has, anyhow. So I'm just trying to uh, see which is better, because there's a lot of hiss coming from the uh, the other thing, yeah. because it's un, sort of squelched, or, you know, sort of un, totally unfiltered uh, audio. So I'll just uh, experiment here while you're uh, sitting around. Just to see what a bit of natural band pass yeah. sounds like or something. Yeah. I'm not even sure whether the polarity of the video would be right at that point, but I could always put a transistor in there, put a put an inverter in there, or or um, try doing something. But an RCA on the back of each of these sievers would be quite handy. Now there goes that jet flying over again, or something, or is that just lots of white noise coming through from one of the input channels? Oh, that's an interesting effect. Putting a graphic in or something, or are we on the verge of our feet? Oh, I'm just sticking a, it's doing a parametric equalisation. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, um, yeah well, the, the proms are sitting here, and um, there's six of them sitting here. I went and got the, um, did I, I think I told you I went and got the 128, didn't I, Mr. Egg? Yeah, yeah that's been, uh, I was back on the phone. That's yes, right. that's right. Yeah, and that was the other point I was going to make about the vision. Some of those visions um, give you positive video and some give negative video, so you'd have to take that into consideration. Yeah, well, I don't know what, what polarity they use on the, um, on the base band. Mm, it's probably make a thing with a couple of BC-108s or something. You don't need a very flex thing to actually switch to external video. Yeah, all right. Now, that sounds quite promising. Um, let's see, the interesting <coughs> thing is the, the uh, unrestricted audio certainly fire... Right. But it's got... Um, Lots of hiss or something. Well, incredible amounts of hiss, and I had to cut it to you know, 5kc or something anyhow when I dubbed down. I should go and see if the tenors is actually pointing your way. It's just sitting on the bit of plastic outside. Oh, well, OK. We'll see if there's a... Take a resistor sievers or something, and I'll see if there's any change in the hiss. Yeah. Just stand by a sec. Standing on by. This is VK3AC uh, working the branch. Mind you, I'm listening up. Turn down till I get out the door. Yeah, okay. Oh dear. Most people are listening on a one KC wide sieve. <laughs> I mean, all the work. Well, you have to speak very slowly for your words to actually. I was listening to you talking about VLF before. That's right. <laughs> You go, yeah. 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 It's, um... I heard the Kims come on, too. Isn't it amazing? It's totally entertaining. Yeah. It's good to meet the Kims again, isn't it? Yeah, I met him down at the, um... He was down at the, the Christmas thing. I met him briefly. Because I haven't seen the Kims since 3CR years ago. Um, since the Red Tenors. Yeah, that's right. Mm. You can probably... 
Um, oh, that's okay. I haven't done too much either. Not in that department. But um, like I said, I've um, so so far I've copied off six of those proms. But, um, if we want more, just say the word. You can probably afford to uh, cut back the um, those 2dB from the limbs extra boost. It's going for a slight split, is it? Yeah, it's funny that Seaver's okay. um, the star out. phone's narrower than <coughs> the uh, the other Seaver's. Okay, I'll oh, cut it back. Can you receive one forty-five three two five at your face? Because you might actually get a signal from me than Dave does. I'd have to look. I've only got the old 22A sitting here, which I think is basically got what used to be channel A, what used to be channel B, which is 146, whatever it was. So you'll have to wait till you get one of these radios. Yeah, yeah, well, I've got the It might things. be possible for me to commit to your place, then you could mix it through today. Oh, yeah. Well, once, once, too much better. Yeah, as soon as I've got some tenors. Now, um... I'll organise that. Sounds terrible. But, um... OK, now, see, what have I done now? What, you seem to have some, um... very... 50 hertz um, uh, fundamental sort of um, acoustic rumble hum. Acoustic, this one. No, it's still there when I turn it down, is it? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's... Um, so we're getting some feedies somewhere. It could be uh, uh, the... Um, why don't I, I unpatch the input to the uh, star phone? Hang on. Which one is it? Standby. Standing by. Standing uh, by. Yeah, that that's sort of it, but um, yeah. That was just shorting the the input. Anyway, don't worry. We'll 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 get somewhere. This is uh, fine. I mean, if I when I think most people listening like that. Oh, if there's something there, I'll go and do some tests later. Yeah. I've got the little the grey handheld. I can go oh, and do right. lessons. Oh right. Yes. Oh well, now this is uh, amazing. It's, um, you're on the uh, on the air. Hey, on the air again. Now what? I had a million things to talk to you about, but uh, I've oh, probably, probably getting a bit late. I wouldn't it, worry too much. It probably is. I just sort of pop in like you're not even normally on. No, not normally after this time. Now, um, now modems. Yeah. Oh, of course, I've read your email and you've you've had big trouble with the uh, in the booth and everything. Oh, it, it at work. You had a big trouble with the. Uh, Drives and the. Board oh yeah, no, that was here. Oh, I was here. That's the Unix machine I use for backing up here. Oh right. I got an old one that was headed for the Dumpmaster. Oh. Right. So, so were the discs and so were the tapes. Oh right. But um, I've been using that for about eighteen months for backing up the PC. Oh. Anyway, go on. Oh right, I'm just wondering about modems and things. You know when you, you dial up the modem, oh. and it goes a uh, little speaker comes on, it goes click click. And it goes blah blah, and it goes um, sends out all its bilge. And they whistle to each other, yeah. Yeah, and then on mine, what it does, it sort of um, it it burbles, and then it drops down a few dB, comes up a few dB, then cuts off. And um, why does it do that? What you mean? And it doesn't connect. Oh no, it, it connects, but the speaker's only uh, obviously wired in for the first you know twenty seconds, so you can hear what's going on. Yeah which is why I suppose it happens. Yeah. Now, I assume that there's a command you can turn the speaker oh, yeah. off. Yeah, if you look in the manual, look at the S commands. Down, yeah. the, down the back there's 
some ampersand S things. They go ampersand S zero up to ampersand S forty eight or something. Right, because it's annoying. It you know if you want to log in at night, you've got to put socks in the modem and things because it makes too much noise. Oh, the volume one I think is separate. That's an AT, just a standard AT, um, you know, V zero or AT. It's not, don't use V because that resets the thing to the factory defaults. Right. But there's an AT with a letter and a number that um, can. You just want to turn it off, don't you? Basically, yeah. Uh, have I got the book here? Just looking. I've got a Netcom book handy. Um. I can go and get one if you... Oh, uh, don't, don't worry about it. To the egg for a it's not, not, not a big, but big no, issue. But there's a standard command. There's, there's high volume, low volume and off for, oh, the, for the speaker. I see. But it is important to hear that, you know, if there's a problem, because sometimes it doesn't connect or um, it's totally wrong and it goes uh, goes for a squiggle. But it's just interesting that it goes... Um, sends its, its, its tones, it goes gurgle, it sends squigglies to noises, then it sort of goes... Then it cuts off. Yeah, you know, as soon as they work out what um, board rate they're going to use and what um, compression and all the rest of it, it quickly, you know, it just turns off. Yeah. Obviously, otherwise you'll sit there hearing this ghastly noise. Yeah. Yes, because it's, uh, it'd be quite annoying, because we'll all have 56k modem soon, I suppose. Yeah. Don't know have how you, much. Have you got a um, little manual for yours? We have got a manual, well, a big manual, actually. Yeah, well, if you look in there... It'll have the, um, just look at the, the fairly, fairly low letters. It's A, T, C or D or something. Oh, right. Followed, followed by some number. It's interesting because actually the, the, the modem we've got here is a 14.4, but Anne's got one, which is her work one, which mm. is designed so she can send stuff to work at, um, you know, 9, 9, oh, no, 2.4 or something. 28. 28. Oh, no, no, two, uh, it's really, really um, uh, archaic stuff. Oh, I see. They've got the old 2400 yeah. board modems That's right. for, but, for dialing in. But they gave her this one because it's the only one that can be switched down to the low rate if yeah, you want to. an old Netcom or something. Yeah, but uh, it also works at 28.8, so we tend to use that. Oh, right. So, um, yeah, so that's quite, uh, quite interesting. Now, you are probably listening earlier on, that um, if you were going to b- build another Mitters, you might as well build, build one uh, solid-state one. Oh, if I was, yeah, but it would still be a fairly big job. It would be, yes. Something with several hundred watts. Yes, it would be. You'd have to um, do a bit of studying of using using fits with um, RF couples and so on. Oh, yes, you'd certainly I mean, have to do that. Theoretically, you'd think they should romp it in, but... Well, they've got... All those um, power fits have got ginormous input capacitance. Mm. They used to have anyway, thousands of PF. Right. I suppose you could you could drive one on 160 without too much trouble. Well, it's just a matter of you know doing it. I mean, they've got quite a lot of um, VK3 ASC. The uh, the Kenwood meters are just you know, shoebox size, and it's, it's it'll run 100 watts of uh, of carrier continuously because it doesn't modulate on AM. This is a transceiver. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it'll run 100. It's um, Little fan comes on; it'll run 100 watts on uh, FM if you want to. But um, so obviously using fits though. Uh, I don't know what it's using in it. Um, probably just bipolars. Probably just bipolars. But it can get uh, you know big 200 watt uh, bipolar resistors that uh, designed to run on 12 volts for you know mobile use. Bipolars or fits? Um, I think they're just bipolars. Yeah. 
So they've been around for a while, so that's probably what you'd, you'd use, I guess. Oh, fit, fits would be very good for experimenting because they're fairly well indestructible. Right. Secondary, um, they don't go for a secondary breakdown. Like, it's not instant death. Yeah. Like it is when you're playing with a bipolar and you do something wrong. I yeah, see. Yeah, anyway, sorry, go ahead, Ig. Although we didn't really know what we were doing. 
Well, you see, I've seen some projects in Tiny Tops, such like where they've actually made um, um, 80 metre transmitters using twitching fits as the oh, output yeah. final. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's a simple sideband rig that puts out a few watts using a little um, twitching fit, but uh, it occurs to me that um, if you use the bigger ones, or lots of them with lots of amplifiers, like what the Nortel and it does copy that sort of technique. Oh, yeah, no, people did manage it. There was a, uh, a, and, uh, make a, a Ken, um, what's his name, Ken over at the EMDRC. He used to have a garage full of um, homemade radio gear. Oh. I can't think of his second name or his call sign. 3K, two-letter call, can't think oh, of it now. This talking is, of people he, he built some quite successful meters using switching transistors. He was a TV serviceman. Yeah, yeah well, that's right. But he so knew what he was doing and he... Um, well, some of those twitchy transistors for the EHT oscillator and colour TV for six, uh, they might be quite useful for the meter. Yeah, yeah. But, um, well, they certainly work at 15k or whatever yeah. it is, 15.625. But do you remember there used to be another guy, um, I just, it, it just, uh, I've been trying to remember to ask you this for ages, called Malcolm, who used to work at RMIT at Union, who lived in Dandenong. Do you know what happened to him? Malcolm. Yeah. Um, and the only Malcolm I knew was the one that worked at the traffic light place. I think he might have worked there because he, he used to always hang around all the electronics shops and whatever and build homebrews. Yeah, he was a bit of an electronics boffin. That's right. He had red hair. That's right. He's about, uh, yeah. Did you know what happened to him in the end? No, no. Yeah, because I've been meaning to ask you that one for some considerable time and every time I've been over to your place I've forgotten. Yeah, no, when, when I knew him, he was living in um, Windsor. Well, he bought just, a house Just off Dandenong Road. In fact, yeah. he might have been on Dandenong Road, I think, in a flat there or something. I think he ended up buying a house in Dandenong, and he used to teach something to do with aer aer aeronautics in RMIT or aeronautics. Oh, that could have been, yeah. Yeah, he worked there. He was quite a cluey guy. Oh, he was, yeah. And, uh, quite yeah. interesting to talk to. Oh. So, uh, eventually, uh, I had a sort of a week off, and I've... I've got around to organising all the panel and... So the, the, the new zisterised desk is actually in the missions? Oh, basically it's in the garage here. It's, a, you know, three feet away from the 160 and the 80 metre meters. Where have you put it? Oh, it's just behind me. Oh, uh, so it's, in, it's where it was? Oh, yeah, it's where it was. Um, the desk is actually OK for <coughs> RF. Um, it's just a matter of uh, patching in all the... Uh, making proper balanced leads... In and out and things oh, like got that. Oh, it has got balanced inputs. Oh, it's a proper professional panel. Yeah, with 600 ohm. Yeah, it's... Or a, 200 ohm mics or whatever. All formers and everything like that. Oh, yeah. So now I've got, um, you know, all the inputs can come through and be pre-equalised and then mixed out. So it's, it's very good. It's just I haven't got around to doing it for a year or two, three years, mm. and everything's being a mess here. Oh, that's quite good. So uh, I went and put a an 80-metre receiver up at uh, Millgrove... Oh, yeah. But then um, it's... Uh, Did you hear it? Uh, it was working OK one night. Now it's um, it's on. reset itself to 150 kilohertz. What? Well, it's, it's a... It's, um, digital. Yeah, digital thing. Because the trouble is you can get away with um, 160 metres. You just use a car sievers and tweak it up to 160 yeah. because of the temperature and everything. But uh, you try and receive 80, and I've tried to use... Um, other, you know, multi-band radios, but they just go for over months as drifts right off frequency. Oh, of course. 
I mean, it would just yeah. just go berserk. So if you can get something that's digitally controlled. Yeah. Now that sets I've put up there is pretty back set. It seems to be unreliable. So basically, I think I'll uh, should have thought of this as just get a crystal for one of the forest phones and stick that up there. Oh yeah. And that should be uh, stable and uh, able to be uh, should be okay. Yeah. True. So um, yes, yeah, so that'd be good to have uh, off-air sections of the missions. Hmm. But uh, yes. Unless you can crystal lock one of the sievers by well, I suppose atta- attacking the local oscillator and putting a jamming a crystal in there or something. You, there's no reason why it couldn't. But in fact, I mean, if you bought a crystal for that frequency for yeah. the fo- forest yeah. phones 455, it'll work on any other sievers. Yeah. But the forest phones are better sievers. It's you know, designed for. Uh, yeah, they're quite good. Mm, quite quite but sensitive. I am. Then you need a, a little tenors. Yeah, so basically, um, yeah, that's been what's been happening. Uh, sort of tidied the desk and uh, put some things in. All you know how you'd come out here every uh, weekend and for a couple of hours and everything's just, in a mess. And just use it. Yes. Just turn everything on and put your tape on and walk out again. That's right. So I've got another couple of weeks, uh, which is uh, quite good. So I should be able to maybe um, organise. How, how come you pick this time of the year to have leave? Well, basically... Well, it's bloody freezing. It is freezing. Uh, well, it's the school holidays, of course. Oh, yeah. Anne's yeah. working, and uh, uh, sort of... Uh, I'm quite happy to look after the kids uh, during the holidays. Oh, right. Because otherwise they've got yeah. to go to, you know, after care or whatever, you know, school holiday programs, which is a bit, a bit silly. Yeah. So I've got plenty of leave up my sleeve, and um, I'm quite happy to uh, you know, do things with them and stuff like that over the holidays. Hmm. All right. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, plenty of... Uh, it's, I was getting a bit sick of work, too, you know, just all the... Uh, all the bills. It's all politics. It's going to get... Oh, with the coming election, there'll be politics and politicians and uh, just... You just get sick of it, you know. You've got politics of work. Politics. Oh, did I, did I put you on the Friday humour list? Uh, yes, I'm on the Friday humour oh, list. Okay. Yes. So you've got the Friday political one. Uh, yeah, well, don't, you probably haven't read it yet. I haven't. Re- I've read the the email. I don't know if I've read the. I just scanned down and uh, no, picked. Just, a, just talking of political parties, that was all. Was, oh right. There were three jokes. Yeah. All about a feeling new political party. Oh right, yes. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah. I'll have a look at that. It's just a problem of uh, you know the. You, I don't know. Just uh, you get sick and cynical of all the politics going around. Yeah. And I'm just uh, sick of it. In fact, I'd like to be, uh, you Out know, of it. yes. <laughs> Take a package. <laughs> it would be very nice, wouldn't Take it? Take a package and run. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Get a few useful things done. Mm. You can do so many things when you don't have to do work. Mm. Uh, um, oh, I must ask you a question while I think of it. Neither, mm. neither of you will probably know the answer to this. Um, the fish has got an AWA TV sievers. Mm-hmm. Which keeps losing its memory. Oh. Anyone got any um, ideas of where one would look or how the um, the channel memories and those things are normally set up? Uh, types of receivers. I have no idea. It's so what. It, it, I've got a Philips TV. Do they have a little CMOS battery inside um, the receivers? Some of them or? have a little NICAT in them, like my Philips uh, Stereo TV. I picked up off unburnable rubbish heads in it. So it's something you could look at the board and actually. Some use a supercat, some of these things. A uh, uh, what, what? Well, um, some videos use what's called a supercat. It's a one-farad, three-volt. Oh, right, that. right. 
Yep. And some, like this Phillips thing, this have a little, um, what is it, a little, um, it's not an iPad, it's a little... Oh, the little battery. button, the little mercury thing. That's mm. right, whatever they are. The ones they use in, um, uh, boredoms. Yeah, now, these are the battery computers. I should have brought it up tonight. Might be worth, um, just looking for something like that then. So what does it lose its total memories and goes back yeah, to channel every, 1 Every Every week or so we'd, we'd reset it. Mm, even when the power's on? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we sort of the kids are dropping after school, and Andy'd find that Channel Seven's disappeared and Channel Ten's disappeared, and he'd have to reprogram it up. Very annoying. And um, the fish kept saying how the you know the channels that keep getting lost and all the rest of it, and I'm going, oh come <laughs> on, you know. But um, no, it certainly seemed to be happening. So they've actually put another another sievers in there in its mm. place and put the other one in the spare room gathering dust. But I was just wondering if. If anyone had ever um, looked inside those digital memory type savers, I know what uh, you have to do these days is uh, all the VCRs and clocks put little nine volt batteries on the clock thing so they don't keep going uh, off when Eastern Energy or United Energy yeah, have a yeah, ours flash. Loses. It's got about one hour, yeah, or something like that, and you've you've had it. You've got well, three, three flashing zeros, yeah, or even uh, less, you know, a couple of seconds. Really? Yes. Yeah, now ours is a uh, two hours, I think. Well, in that's, the, in that's pretty good. That's, that's well, maybe that's got what the egg's talking about, one mm. of these super gigafarad... Mm. A one-farad A one-farad passages or something. Very nice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yes, it's a pity, because the uh, supplies aren't as reliable as they used to be. Mm. And you need to have... Uh, and it's annoying when you go and program something to record and you come back and uh, it's, it hasn't recorded because it's flashing. Yeah. They just don't make things like they used to. No. They don't make power supply grids like they used to. <laughs> that's right, it's all been tised. Yeah. Well, that's another lithical thing, really. Yeah. yeah, we would not get too lithical. No, we don't have to get too lithical. I don't think it would care less these days, but still. Mm. Oh, some of my friends that um, got chucked out certainly care less. Yeah. Some of the people that were doing local R&D in really? Melbourne who are no longer doing local R&D. Mm. One guy I go mushrooming with. Mushrooming? Oh, Polish, one of the engineers in there, Polish guy that I know from, he actually left the elevators and went to work at the... The other place. At the SEC, yeah. Mm. So he and quite a few of his friends are um, sitting on their thumbs. So they don't do any uh, research and development anymore? No, there's nothing happening in Australia. They, in fact... Tectonics is a very good field to get into these days in Australia when it's going to move out to another country. Well, you sort of wonder, don't you? Oh, in fact, I went to RMIT to borrow equipment from there for some other job I was doing, and I saw people doing the course that um, I did, mm. and, uh, well, there were very few Australians there. It looked like it was full of people who were exchanged students from who Asia. Who learn, learn it and then go back. That's right. Yeah. And some of them sounded like they didn't even speak very much English. So it's probably okay to do that because then you're probably the son of some rich daddy who's got a factory in China or somewhere. Mm. And you're probably going to be the, the, the floor manager or something because mm. you know a bit of chronics. But to go and do that course now in Australia and hope to have any more than uh, an advanced ham radio hobby is probably asking a bit much for this. You can have your own... I'm well, certainly getting that way at the moment. At the third stroke. At the third stroke. VK3 AML. <laughs> so they've retired Gordon Gow yep. and, the, and the glass discs. On the 30th of April, 1980. <laughs>
Actually, it was, uh, was about uh, 85 or something, I think, they, they turned the thing off. Turned what off? The uh, glass discs. Oh, right. Mm. It's interesting, you hear it, and uh, it's... Uh, the, uh, this was on one of the cross bands actually last week, I think, and at the third stroke, it will be precisely... You know, the, the way it's annotated, it's um, you know, sort of antiquated, you know, when you haven't heard it for a while. Yeah. It's a, a, quite a laugh. And that um, plummy English accent almost. That's right. Through all the 2KC band pass. At the third stroke... It will be five. Precision, yeah, super precision. Mm. The interesting thing is they, is they probably got... Uh, More likely it was the fact that it was going through a gas light pickup tube or... Probably, yeah. Or something. Mm. Yes. So what have you got for boredoms there now? Who? At home. Me. Yes. Um, I've got the, the, the old Pentium mm. sitting in the laundry still. All right. And a rebuilt... 386, which is now 486, sitting just behind me, which um, I leave turned off when there's any missions going around because All of right. superference, because of the monitor being an old, unshielded El Cheapo 14-inch monitor, ah. which gets into everything. How, does your monitor tend to blast into everything when you put it on? Your well, I don't have it. Uh, it's well away from the RF. No, I mean, if, if you ever, oh, I suppose you couldn't really tell, could you, unless you're listening for. I mean, it does put inference to things, but uh, it's um, not a major consideration. Oh, it's just that some are very well shielded. Oh, I, right. I think I might have shown the egg. Mm. It had, um, the Unix box has got tinned flywire. Oh, yes. Like when you pull the plastic cover off. You were the, talking about that some time ago. Yeah, the, the entire thing, you can't even get a screwdriver blade through. It's just completely flywire. So that's good. Well, you should be able to re at least do that to other monitors and uh, put flywire there. And make them shielded. Yeah, no, you can. I've, I've stuck aluminium foil and um, even that building foil, that blue and silver stuff, mm. in, inside the uh, the old monitor. And it's quite effective. A couple of years ago, when I was trying to receive satellite, not satellite, um, HF weather pictures. All oh, right. Using Mr. Moffat's um, little circuit. Ah. Now, you mentioned um, you got a video card from a swap meet or something. Oh, no, a, a grabber car. A grabber car. Yeah, I mean, no, yes. I just, yeah we, we went into a the Box Hill swap meet, I think it was, just to um, get something for Andy. He was just looking for games or something. Yeah. And there was a, a video grabber card sitting there brand new in its box. They were selling them for 85 bucks. That's amazing. And I sort of thought, oh, why not? You know, we'd been looking at all these cards that were yeah. 350 plus. Yeah. And waiting for... Something to come down in price. I just grabbed it. It doesn't do a bad job. Because it's um, uh, not not quite as like it's probably mainly my camera. The quality's not quite as good as yeah. the um, the digi cams, but it's not bad. Because I'd like to uh, you know get one to put some uh, pictures, extra pictures on the uh, site, mm. and use the V cams. But of course, there's no, I've got no way of getting uh, those you know, videos into the. Oh, uh, you mean movies or? Oh no, just just stills. Because yeah, the AVIs tend to be monstrous, oh, even yeah. the postage stamp size ones tend Look, to be you, sixty megs. You load down a um, a QuickTime video, and it takes about five minutes to download. Then boom, it. Get, of it's not. It's just not worth it. People aren't going to worry, worry about it. But uh, yes, yeah, so I'd like to get uh, maybe just a bash card so I can you know put some uh, some extra photographs and things in. Well, why don't you just take some videos? Why don't you just take some videos 
you know, take a few shots around the backyard of the tenors. Yeah. And a few shots of the um, the desk and whatever, and next time you drop over, we can just drop them in. Yeah, just I suppose that's a point, yes. It's got a button for doing single frame grabs. Yeah, that would be a good idea. And then we just turn them into um, JPEGs or something. Yeah, yeah, that would be excellent. It's easy enough. And put them on a floppy. Mm. We'll just load them up onto our FTP site. You can you can load them down whenever you want. Yeah. The um, yeah now apparently uh, streaming audio is available, but I just haven't quite worked out how to do it yet. You've got to it re leaving it up to you to work out how to do it or something. Basically, we? yeah, it, it can be done, but it's um, it's uh, you've got to reconfigure it. It's um, why, why would you have to configure it though? That sounds. Well, it's the way you do redo the files and uh, naming files and stuff like that. Oh, right. So it's up, it's really the file format. That's basically it. Yeah. Ah. You, you've got to have a meta file to, to make it go into. Oh, okay. Thing. No, I thought it was just the software they had at the site. I oh, know. It's, it's okay. So it would be interesting to have streaming audio because you can put um, big files on and people can listen to them and you know be more likely to have uh, have listeners, I suppose. So I suppose unless you get all the documentation that comes with the RA server package, mm. you can't find out how to do it. Well, actually, I downloaded a server. Not that much, it's much use for me, just so I could read the uh, documentation. But I haven't got around to doing it yet. Oh, yeah. So if you had your own server site, you could actually you know, redo your things and stuff like that. Mm. So uh, anyway, they're up to version 6 now or something. <laughs> yeah. That would be super tainting if you could get that. Get mm. that going. Yeah, because uh, it'd be uh, yeah, a lot easier. You could put a whole whole missions on, you know, nine megs. You can put hours and hours on. Mm. So it'd be quite uh, quite interesting. Oh, we'll have to find some time to read the doco. That's right. It's How it's like it? there's so much to read, so much to investigate. It's just uh, you know, you just feel overwhelmed by uh, it's information. Really, it's not even really interesting. That's the problem. That's right. Yes. And you need to sort of read it and to try and find any, uh, you know, bits and pieces through it and you miss the, the important bits and all that sort of thing. Oh, and the other problem is everything tends to depend on the previous bit that... That's right. ...that you fell asleep reading. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's... Uh, it's all a bit of a pain. It certainly is. Now, um, you know I had trouble playing the hi-fi tapes when the missions were on because yeah, getting, one of the carriers... Yeah, feedies yep. it was right near the frequency. So I... Open up the box and there's a uh, a board there. It says um, PAL Hi-Fi board or something, and you know, poke bits and pieces of that, and it was dropping out and going jutter jutter. And I thought, well, it's very strange. You put your hand near it, and it would play perfectly well with the both with the ATM. Oh, yeah. You take it away, and it would go berserk and jutter and things like that. So I put the box back on, and it didn't seem to matter. So put your hand near it, it stopped. It would work. You take it away, I think, well, we need a, a mechanical hand that... You've got to do all the replays now with your hand near it. Well, yeah, well, previously I couldn't do any um, replays off the uh, hi-fi machine, which is a pain, mm. but um, unless I moved it to the other room or something. You probably what could What the be. hell is that? Where'd that come through from? Well, it's just... It's just uh, the quarters knocking. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. That's like another story. So basically what I've done is uh, then I put the lid back and it wasn't working properly. I thought, what, 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 what I can do about this? So I was trying to earth the... It's a metal case machine. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a metal case. Yeah. 
I was trying to earth it and would just go berserk and stuff like that. Then I, I had a bit of wire about a foot length um, screwed to the metal case. It was just standing out there, and it it was clean. It wasn't getting any ferrance. You make it um, two feet long, it would make ferrance. You take it off, it would make ferrance. An earth wire. An earth wire just just randomly screwed onto the um, case mm. and lying on the desk. And it obviously just that length is, for some reason, God knows why, it's uh, not taking off. It's fixed it. Yeah. So now you can do replays direct. That's right. Are you using it? Well, I was using it tonight. Ah. Mm. Well, that was quite good quals. Yeah. There's a little bit of... Uh, I can hear a bit of head switching noise behind it, which you don't get when the mission is off, but it's certainly a long way down. Yeah, I've, I've found you tend to get that certainly during um, the last 20 minutes on cheap tapes. Mm. You start to get lots of head switching and funny burbles and strange noises. Although the, um, the reject shop for several months was selling um, those red Sony tapes oh, yes. for two bucks. Oh. And I got quite a few of those, and I found running half speed. Um, Fi audio and those, it was clean right to the end. Gee, it's like of all the, even CD-ROM, of all the audio um, archiving systems, it's pretty well the best value for money, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, eight hours. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, stereo. The quality isn't, yeah, there's a little splatting a bit, There's. it's not full the full quality. It's, if, if you compare it to, you know, digital or something, but you don't have to worry about whether tape is needs equalising or it's got dropouts. I mean, it just works. Mm. And it's just, you know, $2 for eight hours of audio or six hours. or It's just incredible. Yeah, oh, for an analogue system. I mean, mm. I've, I've recorded stuff off FM and, um, and done replays, and I suppose my ears are not as good as they used to be, but you certainly can't pick it. No, that's right. It just sounds clean. There's yeah. no noise. I mean, I, I was listening with some degree of humour to the comments about the Calaro deck earlier. <laughs> and I just thought the, the problem I always had with that deck, with that um, EA or RTV and H circuit, was the fact that I could never get more than about 30 dB, dB signal to noise. Yeah. On a, it just had this dreadful low-frequency sort of rumble, yucky noise behind it all the time. Yeah. And um, when I heard your... Um, 4000 DS machine, your old cheapo oh, yes, yeah. Kai quarters. Mm. Heard the, I mean, you were getting super quals mm. at three and three quarters that I couldn't get anywhere near at seven and a half. Yeah, that's that was about the time I gave up on that deck because I I tried everything. I tried cleaning up the oscillator. I tried varying the bias, everything I could think of, and it always had that awful sort of dreadful distorto rumble noise behind it. Yeah, as if the um, it sounded like something was magnetised. Yeah, it sounded like that. Yeah. But um, no, when you when you talk about um, using five VHS for recording, I mean all those problems just vanish. They do now. You know, Ninety dB signal oh, noise, and you don't you have know. to worry about levels. And yeah, then it can be ten dB down. It doesn't matter. Or it can be ten dB up. <laughs> That's I've, right. I found you can be right up in the red. It yep. just doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It not one test it doesn't like, and the only recorder is tone. Is tone. Yeah. Or jangle keys at reference level, and oh, it, oh, it, I haven't it, come across that one. Yeah, tried that. in fact, it's the only quarters that uh, well, I don't know about CD quarters, but um, rollers uh, will will take that, but um, most others don't. But 
getting back getting back to the Kai quarters, um, I've, I mean, the trouble is, see, I have to master everything on reel-to-reel, then dub it down to hi-fi, which is a problem finding decent quality tape these days. Mm. But I've, Still buy PIX tape, I you, think. You can, yeah, but it's marginal quality, I suppose. But PIX? Oh, yeah, I mean... Do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, there's some... I've got some tape here. Um, what was it? You buy it on 10-inch... Um Pancakes yeah. by the, by the uh, not the mastering stuff, but the next one down. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not interested in buying tape anymore. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going through my 400 reels of tape and getting you know onto HF onto um, five. Yeah, and then just getting the best tape, doing a, a, um, a test on the tape, and uh, any decent tape will keep uh, for um, for recording. Yeah. But basically, there's some uh, reels of uh, Hitachi High D tape. And you put it on the Kai quarters, and it is as good as it's as good as as um, VHS. It's the signal to noise is it's what these machines were built for. I mean, we've basically run crap tape through them for you know twenty years. Mm. You put this super high quality tape. There's no hiss. Response up to twenty k, fantastic. Oh, on the on the Kai quarters. Yeah. Really. It's just um, amazing, you know, just. I just pulled the heads out of my um, the old car quarters just in case I can dig up another 4,000 DS thick. You sometimes see them around. Mm, I'll keep watching the T-Post. Yeah. I would just dearly love to give all my reel-to-reel machines the miss because there's not... Of all the tape machines I've got, there's not one that is working perfectly. Yeah, they all need maintenance. Yep. Tender loving care. And all the rollers and Mark 5s, I mean, they go... They're even worse than the domestic machines. I mean, they're just because they've got the big, heavy heating motors and things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the next uh, thing I'll buy would probably be a, um, a CD writer, I guess. But uh, they're still a bit expensive. And when you think of the, uh, you know, the hi fi tapes, they're still the cheapest uh, form of writing. Yeah, the long's got one of those. A CD writer? Yeah. Oh, yeah, does it work well? He's been having um, quite a bit of trouble with software. Oh, right. The various packages. Apparently, mm. that sounds like it's part of the trick. Yeah. Because um, he's been making some CDs. Yes. Some music CDs. Right. Off cylinders and so on. But um, no, the, it sounds like most of the packages are fairly. I don't know. What was his comment tonight? They've been put to bit put together by computer geeks. Oh right. Not by recording engineers. Yeah. And the sorts of things that you you'd think would be second nature to be included with them, just aren't there. Oh, right. So I think they've still got a, a few months to go before they get their act together. Yes, well, I'll, when the DVD discs come out, the uh, CD-ROM writers will become very cheap, I should imagine. Yeah. But um, it's just a matter of... Uh, oh, the hardware's all there, but from, from what he's been saying and what you know, other people have um, said to me, mm. um, a lot of the software leaves something to be desired. Oh, right. Yeah, I know it would not be an easy thing. You'd have to uh, fiddle around and... Uh... What what you and I would probably be doing would be to record a um, just a giant web file with a sampling rate of 22K or something mm. and um, put that onto a CD. Yeah. You know, so you get about four hours or something. That's right. Of course, the, the 70 minutes aside isn't really very good, but then the trouble is you need a boredom to play it if you record normal CD standard, you can just play it off a thing. I think oh, I sp- yeah, true, true. I think I told. I think I went through this the other week. 
with you. Anyway. You, we were talking about that um, a few months ago. Yeah. About the two possibilities. So yeah. one, you could play on anything you like. Yeah, well, that's, a good, that's a good point, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right, wait for DVDs then. Mm, that's right. Well, there's um, recordable DVDs around. I don't know what the prices are like. They're, they're quite expensive now. But, the, the, I mean, five years ago, to think you could cut your own CD would be pie-in-the-sky stuff, mm. like owning a Neumann record cutter or something. Yeah, which I never managed to do. That's right. Now, I'd still like to be able to cut some... Oh, no, you had one. You were cutting stuff on oh, shirt yes. box yeah. tops. Yeah, I had Remember your shirt box tops? That's right. And your uh, square records. And also um, proper um, discs. What would be interesting to do would be to encode uh, a digital track, which you could do, and uh, record digital on a, a vinyl LP. Oh, on a piece of acetate. That's right. <laughs> Feed it into your modem. That's right, yes. It would be very good. If it do. had any narrow band pass, you could... Do it with modem encoding. Mm. You could just about do that. Mm. That'd be uh, most interesting indeed. Get sort of hi fi down a 3K phone line. Yeah, yeah. It's using, getting. Using multiple encodings at the one time or whatever they do with modems. Yeah, the cord cutting machine too interesting. I gave all mine away though. But, it, but mm. they're so super tainting. Yeah. When you see all this swarf coming off. That's right. And catching fire. Oh, I mean. Uh, <laughs> now, the interesting thing is that when. CDs and digital audio came about, I listened to it and thought, this is the way to go, forget LPs and discs and stuff like that. Now, I realised, you know, digital is the way to go. You listen to a nice record, there is something, there is something warm about it. What, a piece of, um, a piece of, a piece of vinyl? Yeah, and even um, listening to the old, some 78s on an autophon pickup. You play them and there's, there's, the like sort of, I don't know. There's um, some sort of. Oh, it'd just be the equalisation, sure. Probably the equalisation. Like I know the seventy eights. They seem to have a ginormous peak at about seventy hertz mm. down the low end. Yes. I don't know whether that was for the, the sorts of speakers they had in those days, or there's no particular reason why. Um, I mean, I I really like listening to CDs. Mm. I mean the. The fact that the thing is always spot on. Yeah. There's no no distortions. I mean, it's either there or it's not. It's That's either, right. It's either perfect or it's gone. Yeah. Sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Mind you, the only CD player I've got here is a, a, a really early one, so it probably doesn't sound uh, very bit harsh or something. No, it might be a bit edgy, you think. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, not that I have much time to listen to music these days, but uh, still it's... Um, I was just sitting upstairs in Andy's room listening to a CD... Last night, I forget what it was, something that I hadn't heard before, but I was just super impressed by the um, really the, the tacular audio quality. Mm. And I just thought, well, I mean, unless in the old days, unless you had an Audiphon or a Stanton, you wouldn't get nowhere it, near yeah, it. Yeah, you couldn't come anywhere near it. And the fact that there was zero surface noise, yep. zero clicks and pops, mm. just brilliant to listen to. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, you could buy a gadget. Audio file and make it sound like they're listening to LPs. You insert it between your CD oh, yeah. and your amp, oh, and yeah. it generates the click pop. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Rig. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. I've heard of such gadgets. Mm. They get an old vinyl cord and play the runoff track. <coughs> That's right, yes. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, the old clicks and pops. 
can do without the old clicks and pops, especially yeah. with the way I used to treat my chords. That's right. Having them on the floor and walking on them. I mean, you never, when you listen to the radio these days, you don't hear, or very rarely hear, uh, maybe some public stations you do, but the, the surface noise rising and falling with the compression, you know, and the clicks and the pops and the... Or a backtrack for three minutes, followed right. by a quick fade down and apologies. Yeah. Although sometimes you hear the, uh, the CD, you know, backtracking for yeah, quite well, a can, while. that can happen. Happened, um, oh, one of the, I think three MBS, I tuned in about midnight and was going da 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 and I tuned in at 2 o'clock, da 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 They go really fast, don't they? And it was um, backtracking for six hours. Obviously, it's just an automatic with a multiple stacker. Length of the buffer inside the thing or something, because it's really quick. Yeah, that's right. Three or four a second. <laughs> so it was a mistracking all that time. It was quite hilarious. The thing that got me was listening to an FM station at 3 o'clock in the morning one night. I forget, forget what it was. And um, all of a sudden, for a four or five minutes there was this track on and it suddenly went to double speed. Really? And then, uh, just chipmunks. Yeah. And at the end of the call the guy just came on and gave a time call and said the station announcements and gave the weather and, and just went on as if nothing had happened. So <laughs> it was obvious that the whole missions was pewterised. Ah. There was nobody there. I mean, no one could just come back with a straight face and, and do that. But I had heard that a lot of the uh, midnight to dawn missions were... We're all coming off a, um, a CD or a tape or something. Well, actually, Magic 693 a while back went berserk. And it was playing things and things going fast and slow, and it went on for a few hours. Really? Yeah. Before they got the initians there to go and sort out the, the box. Mm. Now, you get the impression listening to them quite often that the, the evening thing is pewterised. Mm. It's... It's rather off-putting. Like, I was listening to all this crap while I was painting the upstairs and doing the floor and all the rest of it. Yeah. It's just got... There's a quality to it. Yeah. Of an impersonal sort of a cold quality. And I just... After a while, I just had to turn off and listen to the... Um, that's when I actually started listening to um, Southern FM. Oh, really? That's when I discovered them. Ah. started tuning around and listening to some of the community FM stations. Oh, right. When at least they had real people on, even if I didn't like the music. That's right. There's the real people think you're listening to a real person. But they have too much talk and not enough music, those stations. To a lot of the community mm. stations, but I remember I used to do that on CR too. So. I mean, you could take, keep your comments down to 30, say, a minute between the tracks, and people will put up with that even if you're talking crap. But, you know, they go on for minutes and they forget about it, and they really, I think, lose their, their audiences. Yeah. Because I've heard some go for 15 minutes. That's right. Well, it's very tempting to go for a complete ego trippers. That's right. As we discovered on the red tenors. Mm. Yes, the tenors. Do you have much anything to do with that now? Mm. No, I haven't had time. Mm. Have you? No, I haven't been there. I haven't been to their new place. You'd have no need at all. You're mm. working in it all day long. <laughs> I suppose so. That is the other thing. If you're actually working in a car space, that I found that you drop off going to the station because you don't really want to go back in your spare time and, and do unpaid overtime. It's probably already done 50 hours. And oh, I think it'd be a lot of fun. You know, when I'm sort of listening to some of these things, I tended to think, gee, it'd be good to go and do a little midnight to 2 o'clock or yeah. something slot again, but yeah, well, I think just, that just don't get the time. And, yeah, and for the first half hour, then you realise it's a drag and you've got to work till through till 2 o'clock. Yeah. 
It's whatever. But I did those at mid-dawns at uh, CR in the uh, early 80s and uh, they were quite a laugh. Oh, you'd appreciate this, Mr Stu. Mm -hmm. last, last week at work I heard this, um, this brass band music coming out of a PC. Oh, yes. And um, it, it turned out it was somebody had been copying this CD and it was my boss at yeah. work had been copying this thing called Brassed Off. Yeah. which was apparently some film or something. Anyway, he came in the day after and I'd asked him if I could get a copy as well, so he organised a copy for me. And um, he came in and somehow the, the topic came up and he sort of goes, oh, yes, he said, Peter Evans used to play all that sort of music at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> have, you, have you ever heard of him? <gasps> ever heard of him? <laughs> He said, oh, yeah, you know, when he used to be getting the station going in the morning, you'd hear him sitting there having a shave between <laughs> tracks and umming and ahhing and thumping the desk and playing all this brass band I, music. I like that, Chuck. Yeah. It's quite a possibility it's that... It's funny, you know, just out of the blue. Yeah. There are quite a few people still uh, miss him. Uh, the point of the matter is that if he was still on now, he's totally in another age and he couldn't survive... Oh, I think he'd still still be okay. You think so? The Evans, I reckon he'd go down a rock. Well, you know, probably. You're going off. You're going off to bed. Yeah, I'll, I'll be going to see. Yeah, you're probably between us all. We've got as much Evans uh, material that well, I exists. Mentioned, I mentioned to him that you had um, quite a few. Tapes. Yeah, I've got quite a few, and I'll, I'll put them on a, on a CD one day, and uh, you know, edit them all. The other. Carol, I recorded a lot of them. One stage, uh, they probably ended up your way at some stage. Oh, I haven't got many, uh, I've only got two tapes, I think. Mm. But the other comment he made, he lives at um, Upper Beaconsfield, and he sort of said, Oh, you're a radio hair, aren't you? <laughs> I said, yeah. He said, You'd, you'd probably, uh, would you know Ron 3OM? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, we all know Ron 3OM. Oh, yes, Ron. Yeah. Apparently, he used to drop in there a fair bit too. So oh, really? He knows Ron. Like, mm. This guy's not an amateur or anything. But no. Rather tiny. Oh, well, it's interesting that uh, people still uh, remember Peter Evans. Yeah, he's still got his reputation for. Um... I mean, there's no, there's no presenters like that now. I mean, it's just a totally. Well, I reckon he's. I mean, he's so different and so yeah. individual. Um, and he's, the music he played was reasonable. Yeah. I reckon he'd still. Um, still still rate fairly well. I would listen to it. Well, I mean, if he had the top ratings ten years ago, yeah, or whatever it, did, it was, yeah which he did, mm. I think he still have quite satisfactory ratings now. It's interesting, one of the women... He'd have, an, he'd have a slot in your audience, but I think that'd still be... Thinking, yeah, go on, one of the uh, women doing the breakfast show now or something, I heard her say, oh, she'd heard about Peter Evans but didn't know much about him. Oh, yeah. And I think, well, that's, you know, carrying on the tr tradition and not knowing who, you know... Peter Evans not was. Peter Evans, yeah. Really, so. I, I heard that one too on LA. Yeah, it came from interstate or something. Yeah, and I thought, how could someone be on a station? No, she might have come from interstate. And not Mammoth, yeah. Yeah, no, she came from interstate. She, she said, know. I've never heard a tape of him. I'd like to do that one day. And, uh, yeah. Sitting there going, dum de dum dum dum. That's right. Fun, but fun, shave, shave. Even his booths are all, you know, the, the cast house is bashed down now, so there's nothing. It's all gone. No trace. It's just, just just the audio tapes. Just the audio tapes. Yeah. It was quite good when you you'd come in in the morning, and there'd be they put the mitters on because yeah. see the things used to go off at night. I mean they don't do you go off at night well, that's anymore. True. Yeah, it'd be starting the station. That's up, right. And there'd be nothing on the carrier, and then they'd 
the emitters would turn on and it would go, there'd be this distorted 400 hertz for about 10 seconds, then it'd go click and it'd be clean. Then you'd push the button, because obviously there must be a stepping, whatever way the emitters worked, was old valve emitters in those days. Then you'd take the station to the studio, you'd press the button, and then you'd run tone locally for a few minutes, and then Evans would come in and play play the marching music. And it was really quite, uh, quite weird, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, that whole aspect of a station closing and opening again. Mm. I remember listening to 3DB when they used to close, and they used to close at, mid, at 1 o'clock, that's right, mm. and then have the Dunlop hour. Yeah, well, Ron used to listen to the marching music, and then five minutes or so after the after 7, yeah. um, he wouldn't be uh, listening anymore. Yeah. Oh, that's quite amazing. Well, that first three-quarters of an hour of, of missions. Mm. Yeah, another thing, Ron 3OM, his uh, thumb or what? Nephew lived across the road for us when we were in that place at East Oh, really? Oh, it's quite interesting. Well, has, he, has he got a call sign? Or? No. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll have to work out some um, topics for discussion mm. so we can have uh, big discussions. I mean, uh, it's all sort of... It's becoming, from what was a an activity you'd put on a replay and go inside and watch the bill and watch tapes and <laughs> wash the dishes and things, now it's become... A, it's too, it's too much interest. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And there's so much new material I've recorded, just mm. as well as the. the oh, well, you're filling up, filling up the archives again. Filling up the uh, the tapes, mm. and we're all talking about uh, things. And uh, in 20 years' time, it'll all be uh, even more arch- archaic. Regurgitated yet again. That's right. But it was yes, quite a good one. Uh, but uh, talking about the uh, the Beck and. Uh, these analog computers and things. Oh, that replay. Yes. Mm. That was really funny. Mm. All right, well, I'll, I'll shoot through. Okay, well, it's been very good talking to you uh, for uh, this uh, hour, and I think we'll close down. Yep. Okay, we'll say morning. We'll say morning to the egg. We'll say morning to everyone. Thanks for that dope about the, um, the bass band PAL. Yeah, and I'll see when I can copy some of these other things, or else I might bring the books over and you can copy them. About yeah, them. whatever. I'll have yep. to uh, listen and, to the tape. Uh, to see what you said about that, because I'm interested yeah. in uh, doing it myself to an old Philips uh, set. Oh, it hasn't got any RCAs on it. No. Yeah. All right. We say morning. We say morning. Have a little conversion kit for their set that you've also just put in too. Hmm. All right. We'll, we'll catch you later, Mr. Rigg. Right. We say morning, afternoon, evening, or daytime, whenever people might be listening to these missions, and um, we'll go off.